Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf and Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. The Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I'm going to get drunk. Where them beers, where them beers. All bottles on Mr. Lurie tonight. Damn, that's going to make me throw up. What was it like to have Bradley Cooper in the booth? We the best. No one could have got me a Caprice? Where's the ball security? Touchdown, Tom. Loser. Nick Foles never lost a Super Bowl. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Birds with Friends, Bo Wolf and Shilkapania. Back where we belong in the Novacare Media Shed Shanty Shield. It feels like it's been a while since we've we've been uh, this intimate together here. Okay, I don't know. Don't you think so? <laughs> we ha- we haven't recorded a pod in here in a yeah. while. Yeah, we did a remote. We did the WIP one. Since then, Troy Aikman has come after mm. us. Come after you specifically. I thought with this comments during the broadcast you don't so, consider yourself a part of the podcast it, it depends it okay. depends how you know if we have a good day where we are in the rankings i am a front runner so you know various factors i was expecting you to just tell troy aikman to go to hell well that may be coming when's yeah. he calling an eagles game good next? question all right coming up well i mean that's that's both of those broadcast guys taking direct shots at you over the course of the season mm, that's true that's true. The, okay. Are they the official uh, enemy broadcast team of Birds with Friends? Maybe. They may have to be, yes. Okay. All right. Well, coming up on the show today, we will prepare ourselves for Sunday's game against the Carolina Panthers. We'll do a little uh, a quill of the tape, but not the traditional quill of the tape, more just sort of yeah. talking about the, the yeah. Panthers in general. I feel like the actual quill of the tape has sort of outlived its its usefulness. For a big game, I think it's good. Yeah. This is, I mean, so, okay. does anyone really care about, like, the Panthers' guards? I know I don't. Probably not. Okay. They've got some trash tackles, okay. but we can talk about that uh, another time. Uh, we'll do a little bird processing on, on Shields' Fletcher Cox story, outstanding, and probably the ultimate litmus test for mm. the Kapadia curse. He is getting, uh, you are getting killed by Eagles fans all over yeah, for I've writing got, that great story. Yeah, I've got no compliments. <laughs> nice work. Thank you. It's all, uh, if he gets injured, I'm coming for you, and uh, I will crush you. We'll do a little bird in edgewise. Your listener questions, some bird lines to prepare ourselves for the crystal bald eagle. But let's uh, let's start with a little... Bird on the street, just sort of what we have heard, uh, bird, bird it through the grapevine, as it were, uh, over the past couple of days since talking to Joe Giglio on Wednesday night on WIP. Had a chance to talk to Doug Peterson today. What are your expectations for uh, what we're going to see sort of lineup-wise on Sunday? Well, there are some questions. You know, Jalen Mills suffered a, a hamstring injury at practice. It sounds like he's going to be fine and play, although... I don't know, Jalen Mills on a bulky hamstring is certainly something to watch. Jalen Mills on a good hamstring may be something to watch. Yeah, I mean, well, well, really, how will you know the difference? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> One day, this is our podcast. It's just going to get played over Oof. the speaker. We're going to be in the locker room doing interviews, and sometimes they play music over the speaker. I love you, Jalen. It's all shtick. And it's just, <laughs> just going to be birds with friends, and they're all going to come and attack us, although Joe Walker's not here anymore, so that that's probably good because we were a little... We went in on Joe, right? He's not here? What is, he here? What is podcast? Okay. All right. Uh, so you have that with Jalen Mills. Rasul Douglas has uh, has missed some time. It, it's not injury-related. 
We don't know exactly what it is, although I think he posted on Instagram something. It seemed oh, like something he? with his grandmother. Okay. Um, so Doug, Doug just said personal matter. Condolences. That That's sort of the vibe you're getting. I mean, we'll see when we talk to him uh, what exactly it is. Although, but, I mean, obviously, condolences to him, and you yeah. got to do what you got to do. But if he was going to be the sub-package safety, certainly you would think that some practice time would do him well. Yeah, it may be it may be harder to uh, get him up to speed, but uh, it's like who cares? Go do what you need to do. That's what I really like about the Amari Cooper trade. Those reports came out that he doesn't love football. Oh man, I'll give up a first rounder. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me that guy. <laughs> who loves football? Yeah. So, so that's uh, there yeah, are some guy doesn't guy doesn't love ball now. A guy we haven't talked it's much. It's not about. about whether you can play ball; it's whether you love ball. You know ball. You love ball. You live ball. Let's see. I have the uh, I have the Unlin quote in here on on Maddox. Let's find it. Well, Dexter McDougal is a guy we haven't talked about much, probably because he wasn't on the team when we started uh, really covering the team last year. But he's a guy they signed this week, and he is a nickel. So it may be Bo. I think that the most likely option, given that Douglas has missed time this week, given how well Avante Maddox played as the free safety, it wouldn't surprise me. If they just put Avante Maddox at free safety and say, let's take our chances with McDougal in the slot. Well, I mean, that would be so odd. I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess so that hard makes about sense. That. But... And they, it's not like they, they don't have a great That's true. slot receiver. Uh, and I was expecting, I was looking at their just their formation formation usage. I was expecting. I like formation, actually. Formation. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, they're the opposites of the, the Freemasons, the Formasons. Or Formason Rudolph. Or Anthony Formason. Mm-hmm. Loved Anthony Mason. Um. I was expecting them to be sort of a uh, you know classic Norv Turner Panthers offense where they just go two tight ends or two two running backs and two only two wide receivers on the field, but they're actually sort of middle of the pack in terms of how often they line up in three wide. So um, I got the numbers right here: oh, eleven okay. personnel, sixty-six point seven percent of the time, and then they use like twelve, twenty-one, twenty-two, all the defenses where you would be in base. Uh, yeah, over thirty percent of the time. So yeah, you you are going to see a good uh, good amount of base defense in this game. Yeah, but but also, I mean, primarily nickel. Right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that, oh, Which so is, you're saying I was, you thought, I was okay, expecting gotcha, the Panthers okay. to be. I don't more know of a what a North Turner. I feel offense. like everyone talks about oh, North North Turner offense. Like I have no idea what a North Turner offense is. Like I know right, what it is. It's a bad offense with the Cowboys, and yeah, you're loaded with talent, and you have this great offensive line. You put together an offense. I, I don't know what it's been since then, when it was in Washington or San Diego or whatever. But, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to this. But, yeah, it, it isn't like a old – I mean, he's running all the quarterback design runs with Cam Newton are in, um, like you mentioned, in 11 personnel, 67% of the time. So it's like it is like, it is a bit of a modern offense, I would say. I don't know if it's performing at that level, but – well, yeah, but I mean, are like the are the play designs modern? Is it or is it just? I don't know. What do you think? I've prepped for this game or something? I don't know. I figured you watched a couple games. Let me just let me just uh, pull up Fran Duffy's Twitter account here and find That's out. That's probably the best way to go about <laughs> it. What is what is the point of us doing that work when Frank yeah, can do it for us? Yeah, I mean, efficiency. Yeah, good point. Don't work smart or don't work hard. Work smart. What do you think they're going to do? I mean, I thought that they were going to just do what they did last week. But it is weird, uh, not weird, but it is going to be, it's tough to put that game plan in if, if Rasul hasn't been here. Uh, and obviously bad timing. I don't, um, you know, maybe it, maybe it will be McDougal. But they don't have a lot of options. Corey Graham's no. not going to play. Like, 
and they don't want Corey Graham to play necessarily. You know what? This is one, and I know they said they're not like moving the outside guys inside. This is a game with like Devin Funches on the outside. Yeah, that's like the guy Rasul Douglas should be born to I, cover. I totally, you know agree. what I mean. So yeah. if ever there was a time where you say, "All right, we didn't want to do this, but Rasul's missed some time," and look at the personnel on the other side in nickel, let's just get get Rasul on Funches. And that's uh, interesting. I mean, I don't think they're going to do that, but if ever yeah. there was a, a game to do that, this would be the game, I would think. Darby, maybe? A tall, slow guy on the outside who could make contested catches. Like That's a good, that's if, a good if point. If Douglas can't cover that guy, then, I mean, he, he should be able to. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, are there any other lineup questions? You, you, you're expecting a big game out of Trayvon Hester? Well, it's funny. I mean, we I liked Trayvon Hester like I, li- I thought he did a good job last week. He splashed a couple yeah. times. Yeah, and now he's like now he's uh, the cat's pajamas. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 building up a Pro Bowl campaign with the, yeah. the Eagles media. So, well, he's gonna have to play now. They brought back uh, your boy No Nectar. No Nectar. Bruce Hector is back. Kamar Aiken is from gone. The episode. So you've got uh, Bruce Hector. You've got No Destiny Vio. Viewow gone. He's out of he here. He was waved injured, which I think I think means that they want to bring him back. Perhaps. People people think that means that he's uh, he's gone because it, it, rather than put him on injured reserve, they just waived him, which means they don't like him. I actually think it's the opposite. I think it means they have so many guys on injured reserve that they want to bring back already because you can only designate two guys yeah. to return. I think it Could means be. that when he gets healthy, they would probably like to bring him back. We'll see if Haloti Nada's back, um, but... Yeah, so the starters will be who? Fletcher Cox and... Well, if, I think... My guess is that Nana plays. Okay. I don't know how much he'll play, but I think he'll play and start. Okay. And then you would have Trayvon Hester and Bruce Hector as your backup. Yeah. Defensive tackles, which... I don't know. We're making too much of this. Who cares? It's the easiest, foot, it's the easiest position in football to fill. Uh, the base down, 4-3, defensive tackle. Yeah. Get in there, take up some space. Don't get in Fletcher Cox's way, and uh, you know you'll be fine. Well, let's. I guess maybe it's a little bit more important this week with the with the weird rushing attack. True, it's a very unique rushing attack. So, all right, maybe I take that back a little bit. Well, let's let's just sort of pivot here to talking about Fletcher Cox. The video, and uh, let's yeah, okay, that worked out well. Uh, Let's talk about a little bit about Fletcher Cox and your your wonderful story. Let's start with this. I don't want to give away the whole story. I'm like you. TheAthletic.com right. slash WIP, 30% off, and a free trial. I'm going to give you the terrible version here. If you want to read the good version, the full version, you got to go read it with your own eyes. Well, let's start with a, with a discussion that is not about the actual story. Okay, good. How worried are you that he, can, that he will not be able to keep up this pace, playing more snaps than he normally plays? I'm not that over worried. Over the course of I'm the not season. that worried. He's, okay. in, he's in great shape. He's, he's slim fletch. As his trainer is calling him, that was his goal of the offseason, get leaner, don't need to get uh, stronger, more powerful. And I don't know, uh, other defensive linemen in the NFL are playing 83% of the snaps, right? It's, it's like, he's not alone. They're not playing. It's not like the Chip Kelly days. It's not like 83% right. of 85 snaps. You know, Everybody keeps making that point. Yeah. I would imagine they're, oh, well, thanks. for you know. Sorry. Who else has made that point? Chris Wilson made that point yesterday. Jim Schwartz made that point. Okay, so they're obviously readers and listeners. Okay. You're welcome. You don't have to credit me, gentlemen. <laughs> Just uh, continued success. So I think that's a factor, and it's like... You wishing Jim Schwartz continued success is, is, <laughs> is the peak of... Uh, 
My flip just flopping? weaselness, yeah, because oh. you've been killing him all year. You're gonna what continued I get, success. I give him great compliments against the Giants. Finally, you said finally for the first, first good time game in of the six, year. Yeah, yeah. Well, six, continued success. You think that's a good rate for him? One out of six games continued. is good. I'm the one who's been who's been saying believe in Jim Schwartz. Okay, well, he's been he's at a top five yeah. DVOA every time he's been just a defensive. You're right. I mean, honestly, I think we were probably unfair to him in that Titans game, given what they've done since then. <laughs> just lighten, lighten the league on fire. So I, I thought that was that's not on the Eagles. That you know. The other guys get paid, too. That, that's, <laughs> that was one of those. All right, what was I saying? Oh, Fletcher Cox. You were saying... And uh, this doesn't have to be the whole year. Like, right. I mean, I don't know. Well, what, what, eventually, eventually, Bruce Hector is going to be able to play 40% well, no, of the snaps? Maybe. I mean, all these games, except for the last one, are like coming down to the last possession and your offense isn't doing yeah. enough. At some point, maybe you get some leads in the second half and you can... Tone it down a little bit for him. Although he probably would want to play in those, because as I was telling you last week, yeah. like the defensive line has never played harder than when they have a twenty-point lead in the second half and they need to pad those sack, sack stats. Which, all respect to, I mean, you know how I roll. I would be doing the same thing. Oh, so absolutely. I'd be like, get me out there. I was I was asking a couple of them at, in the locker room about that, yeah, like how, true, how much right? you enjoy like when the game is when the game is out of bounds and you're yeah. just going. Pin in the ears back. Yeah. And they smile. They're like, yeah, it is fun. Yeah. yeah it's like, yeah. they don't, oh, I missed a run fit. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> right. He ran for eight yards. Big right. deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm not concerned about the, about Fletcher Cox. Are you concerned? I am a little concerned. Oh, what I about would a say, concussion, Uncle? You're so soft. I would say like uh, three out of ten. Zero for me. Zero? Do you think he's going to play at this level at the end of the season? Yeah, he's 27 years old. Okay, he's a That's freak fair. show athlete. That's fine. You're, he's not even little Debbie right. Honey Buns anymore. All right. Yeah. How'd that work out for Jay Ajayi? <laughs> oh gosh, if, if Cox just gets up slow on one play Sunday, how there are about three questions here, uh, including one from uh, from Defop Brad Rutter. How responsible will Shield feel? For Fletch's season-ending injury on Sunday. Well, what do you want me to do? Not write about anyone who's good on the Eagles? How responsible will you feel? If he if he goes down this Sunday... I'll feel pretty responsible. <laughs> I mean, it'll there'll be no doubt. There will be me. no doubt. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right, listen, if so, you want to send me to the uh, opposing team's cities during the Why don't week? we let you write your dream profile on Sean McVay? Okay. In. All right. It's been a week in L.A. Yeah. Sure. You go out early next. Well, they play them this year. You can go in, out early. And I'll go straight from Dallas to LA that week. Yeah, you can confuse him for for young Casey Jacobson. You were right about that. I will give you credit. Thank you very much. Your frosted Mola tips. Uh, yep. Knowledge Nailed is ahead of mine. Although I don't, I wouldn't describe our McVeigh. I, I think he's just a that's no. They're a just tips. Color. They're just yeah. tips. So well, but but there are also Casey Jacobson pictures where he's got regular tips too. Oh really? He didn't go full frosted and think until he was drafted. Okay. Until he could afford uh, <laughs> afford to to frost him. Okay. Uh, okay. So on the story, some good stuff in there. We won't get into everything. Yeah. Uh, I like the the good stuff about his friend mm. texting him uh, texting him bad clips. I like the one of him getting knocked over. That was fun. Yeah, I'm going to start texting when you have a bad story. I'm going to say you got thrown out the club. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Bad, you know, a bad <laughs> audio clip from uh, from the WIP show. That's fine. I, I welcome that. This is this is gotta actually, I feel like it's kind of common among, uh, I feel like a lot of, I remember Richard Sherman, his brother would do this to him. He'd be like, oh. That's like well, that's like a designated role in your crew. Yeah, to, it might like, be. Uh, yeah. It the opposite wrong. of a hype man. Yeah, he would text him like, oh, man. Antonio Brown's going off this week. Like, 
I like that. He's going to crush you next week. That's good. I think that's fun. um, Yeah. Why don't you do that to me? Okay. Okay. Do you you think you're mentally – you've long said that you're not mentally tough. You think you could handle that? Uh, I think that would – yeah, that would help because I am mentally weak. Right. So maybe that would – I don't know. You don't think – it's possible that you would – Maybe it could trigger something in me. Or maybe it would just – you would believe – yeah, you know, the other day you said I was telling you a story, and I said, uh, I said, looking back, you know, I might not have been sympathetic enough, and you said that doesn't surprise me. That really hurt my feelings. You're the one. You're the one who says you have no emotion. You said you're not exactly a shoulder to cry on. I said I like. You, you, you're the one who says no, you're like basically a robot. I'm an emotional observer. I like. What did you call say? You had a good term for it. An emotional observer. I like to see other people show emotion. Right. I just don't like. You're to like a tourist. You're, I think that my emotional, emotional tourist. tourist. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's the whole point. You don't. You're not willing to to show emotion yourself. Mm. You know what I like to do <laughs> is the joking uh, sympathy, like. Um, like if my wife will like spill milk or something, I like right. to go up and uh, um, give so a hug. And it's gonna be okay. <laughs> That's I good. Really I like that. that. Yeah, it's a nice move. That's a good move. Okay, I like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will tell you what resonated because of uh, it, it played into the wolf's den. Okay, was you know Fletcher Cox is sort of very aware and and thinking about his legacy. Mm. Um, I, you know, I did that. One of the uh, one Great of the Wolf stats Day. was the Mississippi State or the people from Mississippi sacks. But afterwards, what didn't make the Wolf's Den Ooh, the was was we wanted to he wanted to go through the players from Mississippi in every position, uh-huh. and we, so we were looking at the you know Pro Football Reference has that uh, career uh, AV, which is sort of all encompassing stat. Yeah, uh, and he and we were looking at the guys on there, how many people he can. How many people he can leap? He wants to get to third place okay. behind Brett Favre and Jerry Rice. It's it's not impossible. It's a good goal. But the, I think he's like seventh or eighth right now. Oh, should be able to make the jump. Yeah. Okay. But he was very aware. He seems to he be very it. aware. Yeah, he wants, you know, defensive player of the year, Hall of Fame. Like all these things are yeah. suddenly, I mean, he's 27 and he's already won a Super Bowl. He got a monster contract, uh, three-time Pro Bowler. And so... It's just a matter of um, is it going to be what's next or do you get complacent? And like the first six games have pretty much answered that question the way he's dominating. I mean, well, and as you complacent. said, like, you know, the, you know, Doug Peterson gave the message of we can't get complacent. And I think it probably did matter a little bit that he came out ready to go for OTAs yeah. as the second best player on the team. It's so weird to me that grown men like, uh, like being named a captain is so important to them. Don't you think it's that's funny. weird? It is. Like funny. I would always rip hockey for that. I'm like, oh, what is this weird sport where like these grown men care about who wears the C on their yeah. chest? And it's like Fletcher Cox really cared about yeah. being named a captain. Like he, he I mean, he was texting and his other guys talking about the announcement it. Like, came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, everybody is like, I would say three, four, five guys. Not all of them in this story, but when I've asked about Fletcher Cox, it'd been, oh, you know, he's taken being a captain. Uh, Really seriously, that kind of thing. So um, it's it's just kind of interesting. It is that interesting. You're making millions, and like this little thing that's supposed to be a big deal in like seventh grade, apparently, is still a big deal. You weren't the captain of the tennis team. I was actually. Yeah, I was oh, a co-captain. Okay. I think my uh, okay. Don't bite year. the hand that feeds you. I think that's right. You should yeah. put that on your resume. Eh. I think it'd be nice if that was on your your bio. 
under the stories. <laughs> That's you. That's your lane. They took my they took my fun one away. Exactly. So nonsense. I'm gonna get it back. Never seen you so mad. I'm getting my fun one back. Um, okay. I didn't you like the Wolf's Den. It was it was okay. I love the Wolf's Den. I thought it was a great one. My, I thought it was well, a throwback. It, it I'll wasn't go that. as good was as like my a... full sentence one, I thought. Okay. Yeah. I liked it more. Okay. Which of the uh, statistics did you find the most interesting? Mm, I don't know. I would have to look at it. Well, I'll tell you what they are. <laughs> There's a Zach Ertz one. The Cam Johnston one. Right now, Cam Johnson is the, the, the most powerful punter in NFL history. That's crazy. I had to like, reread that a few times. How is that possible? It's because he's only been punting for six games. And he, so and what? He, he's and he had some crappy ones? Yeah, but he can't get the ball in the, in the, down before the end zone. That's why. He keeps punting it yeah, in the end zone. Yeah, that was soft reporting by you. Why didn't you call I him out? I said that on, to oh, him. you did? Yeah. I said you've kicked a couple <laughs> in the end zone. Oh, yeah. oh, but yeah, you kind of, uh, and I guess some going into the end zone probably. Well, yeah, I'm not going right. to just spit in the guy's face. Eh, why not? What's he going to do? Although the Wendell Smallwood one was... That was, a, that was my, might have been my favorite interaction. That was a good one. I think my favorite statistic is... I actually like the... The most interesting, I think, was the, is the Chris Long one. The sacks? Yeah. Yeah. He really did blow it. Yeah, he I blew mean, it. He really had a chance he had to a knock chance. a couple off there. He could have knocked off three this year. Well, could have got to thirty. That's what the defense goes for not showing up against Tennessee. That's right. Although he did say he's been rushing his ass off. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get to this. Uh, let this pant. Should we do mailbag? You know, or I don't care. First? Let's do the mailbag yeah. first, and then we'll fo- we'll narrow our, we'll sparrow our focus. Okay. All right. There goes my notes. Notebook just went flying. Great, for, great first question from Ross Cohen. Peckness migrate. Mm. Hoodies, jackets, fleeces. Oh, boy. So I wanted some clarification. Jackets is inclusive of all kinds of jackets, okay. except for suit jackets. That doesn't, they don't okay. count. Now, do you think that, like, is a winter coat different than a jacket? I don't think so. I don't consider it I think it that a jacket, right? I don't know what is the difference between a coat and a jacket. I don't know. Is it just semantic? I call, I don't. I actually don't think it is. I think there is a difference that someone has told me in like the last three years, and I don't remember what it is. Well, we got to get to the bottom of this because that that I think changes it, the answer. Well, I I think it should count. I think we should just put them all together. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm I'm nesting the jacket. It's you can't get by Jeez. in the bleak midwinter with just hoodies and fleeces. You could move. You could. I but may consider that. You would move just to just to. I'm not going to wear any uh, wear a hoodie. What do I look? Well, listen. Like? I'm. Well, I. This is the other thing we have to decide. On the on the peck here, instead of you only getting to wear it once, it could mean that you just are allowed to own one. Mm. All right. Well, if that's the case, then I'm definitely nesting the uh, jacket. Pecking the hood. Yeah, I don't. You find one great one and it's your go to. Yeah. Yeah, I exactly. could do that easily. I mean, I like a fleece. I'm wearing a fleece right now. I'm, I'm wearing two fleeces today, but I don't need that fleece. I, I, mi- fleece. I migrate that bad boy very easily. I think if it is that you can only wear the hoodie once a year, then I might nest the hoodie, wait for the coldest day of the year, <laughs> and wear the jacket. <laughs> I think I would still have to have to nest the jacket. 
That's not realistic to just not be able to wear a hoodie once a year. Yeah, I know, but the jacket. Yeah, I, I there's, could, I'm there's wearing so a crew neck. Much, there's so much more flexibility the with the jacket. You've got a light jacket. You've got a medium jacket. You've got a winter jacket. But all you really need is the really cold. You know. Yeah. Okay. What about like a fleece jacket? One of those North Face fleece jackets. Does that count as a fleece or a jacket? No, that's a fleece. That's a fleece. Yeah. Even if it zips down the middle. Yeah. I don't know about that. It is. I think if it zips down the middle, it becomes a jacket. Fleece is the material. You cannot wear anything made of fleece. Okay, that's fair. That's fine. You are going the full crew neck. Mm. How comfy do I look? You look comfy. I'm so. I'm. I it's feel a throwback. Comfy. Yeah. Yeah. I told you these were back last that's year. That's true. That's true. You did. Yeah. Go get a couple. All right. Next, another Pecknest migrate from Thunderlips. Rice, pasta, potatoes. I think this one, well, I, I told you, I'm not eating rice until we get a sponsor. Well, he says, please declare your migrate appropriately. I think we can both say, I'll never eat rice again. I will never eat rice again. <laughs> until we get a sponsor. Birds with friends well, podcast I mean, for this at gmail.com. Migrate, the, uh, you know, all respect to rice, which I like, but you got to migrate that bad boy real quick. Yeah. This is tough because I said to you the other day. Unhealthy as it may be, French fries got to be one of my I favorite I think this foods. is pretty easy. I mean, the potato is so versatile. Uh, I'm definitely nesting that. I like pasta, but I, I could live without pasta. I disagree. If I, we don't get a sponsorship by the end of the year, I'll never eat pasta again. I'm nesting pasta very easily. Okay. I can't go without pasta. I'm happy to. If It's probably better for me if I can just only have French fries once a year. That seems like a healthy peck. Oh, that would be just like... Torture. It would stink, but... You want fries or a salad? You got to say salad. No, I say I'd like a side of uh, pasta, please. Well, that would, be, that would be an interesting move. I would like <laughs> to see their reaction. Uh, all right. There's a nice uh, old retweet here from Nunzio. Oh, boy. This is Shil Kapadia. Which is a quote. Yeah, I don't think that was my quote, though. Did you click on the link? I did click on the link. I did click on the link. But it is funny. It'll make me look bad. It's a quote. It says, if the Eagles offense explodes, owners will want the Chip Kelly formula, (laughs) and Shermer will be the guy who has it. Someone wrote that. Someone else. Pat Kerwin wrote it. And you didn't even write the roundup. It was a Josh Ponell roundup. So you were just just pubbing it. I'm a pawn in your game. It's still funny. Okay. Uh, Derek Rambo. If when Darren Sproles returns... Do you believe DeAndre Carter will continue to return punts, especially if he continues to have consistently good returns? Uh, we sort of talked to Dave Fipp about this earlier this week, and he made it uh, seem like when Darren Sproles is back, the job is his, which, I mean, I guess that's fine. DeAndre Carter has, has done a good job, especially on punt returns, but that, that is sort of it's why, why Sproles, Sproles is here, is here. right? Yeah. Yes. So I may not necessarily agree with that, but... That sounds like what's going I mean, happen. if he comes back and he looks terrible at it, I guess you could make a change. But, yeah, that's part of his role. Have you seen the picture of Carson Wentz's uh, enormous bed? Yeah, that's crazy, that bed. Enormous. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. I, was it? I don't know if it was on a podcast if it was with, or if it was even with you at all, but there was some question about what's the greatest purchase you've ever made. Was that not with that us? That was not with me, no. And I think it might be uh, when we when we upgraded to a king-size oh, bed. Oh, you got the king, huh? Well, this was this was right before our wedding. But okay. 
it's uh, we've had the, discussions. The spacious, we don't have the uh, need the cake. It has been, yeah, okay, fantastic. That might be the best purchase. If we get a sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the best purchase you've ever made? I don't know. That's a tough one. Now that you mentioned it, uh, it's very difficult. That picture is very funny. The Carson Wentz one, as somebody pointed out, the uh, the Michael Scott little TV in the in the corner, like tiny little. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's considering funny. the size of the bed. And someone asked, "Is that the cause of his back spasms?" Well, yes, that's the question from Anthony Fuentes. Right. Is the is it to blame for his back issues this week? Well, we'll have to. Maybe we'll. That'll be a post game question from Bob. And more importantly, the follow up from Jay Austin: Does G Cobb know about this thing? <laughs> I mean, it's it like takes up the whole room, right? This thing. It pulls the room together. Yeah. Okay, Dan Ruddle. Does Jernigan being cleared to practice mean he's off NFI? And if so, how long before we might see him in a game? Let's clarify here. I, I don't believe that he has been cleared to practice yet. He's just been seen standing at out practice. there in a jersey and a hat. Yeah. Yeah. So he's I think there's anything. still a long way to go before Jernigan is back. I feel better about his chances of playing this season than I did maybe a month ago. I agree agree? with that. Okay. I agree with that. But I still, you know, my guess, you give me the over-under of like week 13 and a half, I might still take the over. That's weird. Do guys like come back that late in the season? It's weird, right? But he, they can wait as long as they want with him. As they should. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, no, there's been no official movement with him. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's still plenty of time to go. Uh, our good friend George, will the Eagles be okay at defensive tackle now that Hector has been signed? Yes. Okay. Do you think there is a competitive benefit to swapping DBs around? And you know, for example, the opponent hasn't prepared mm. for or can't predict. The coverage with Avante Maddox and Rasul Douglas oh, around. Oh, I thought he meant like having, you know, cornerbacks like follow receivers type deal. Or like, uh, you know, as you said, maybe they do slide in a outside corner. Do you think that's an advantage? No, not really. Okay. You think that's overstated? I mean, I think the advantage is to the Panthers because the Eagles secondary is banged up and you have guys playing out of position and um, it's a group that's struggled anyway. This season. So, no, I don't think it's like, oh, you know, I don't think they're going to be shaking in their boots when Rasul Douglas is. I understand the question, but, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be, like, unprepared for, oh, no, Rasul Douglas is back there. Uh, Troika of questions from SC Eagles fan. Thoughts on Jordan Mailata being the 2019 starting left tackle? I would, uh, you know, if that were available out there, I might throw a little lettuce on that. You love that guy. Well, Peter, it's not going to be Peters. We know that now. I know, but he's been playing Okay, so who's it going to be? Vitae, Mylata, or Unknown? Another unknown first-round pick? I don't know. I would say it's as likely that it's Mylata as any of those other options. I would still... I'd I'd give me 20-20. All right, so who's your your starting left at? Who's your favorite? Vitae, I guess. All right. He's the betting favorite. Have fun with that. (laughs) Just Uh, Do you think Brandon Graham gets (laughs) re-signed? I don't know about this one. Yeah. I don't know what's going Before on. Before the season, I would have said yes. I'm not so yes. sure. He's had a bit of a quiet season. It hasn't happened yet. I would still lean yes just because there's nobody else. This kind of happened last time Brandon Graham was a free agent, yeah. right? It was like, oh, he's gone. Yeah. And then that was really weird. He didn't seem to get a lot of, uh, a lot of interest on the open market, which was so strange mm-hmm. at, at that time. 
And so maybe, I mean, it, it's got to be, right, that they just can't agree to. I'm sure that under the at the right number, the Eagles would want him back. And I'm sure at the right number, Graham would say, Let, let's sign it right now. And obviously those numbers are not um, at the same point unless there's some something going on behind the scenes, which I haven't heard anything about that. I mean, the guy... Uh, seems to be well liked by the organization. A leader had a huge play last year. All that, so I don't know. I wish uh, I could give you better insight. And then the last question is: Does Sheil eat eggs? Which, of course, we know you love the Scrammies. Uh, Michael Q. Coggin, will there be a Birds with Friends meetup in London next week? Uh, to your credit, you did bring this up several weeks ago. And I that, think there's going to be. I poo pooed it. Well, I think we decided we're not gonna ha- we're not gonna set something up ahead of time, but we may do uh, an impromptu something mm, that's, on that that's Friday night. That's considerate of our listeners. Yes, <laughs> it would be Friday night if anything. Well, I think the question is, I, I don't I don't have a sense of how many birds with. I mean, it's London. Yeah. Like it's not. Uh, you know, we're not going to Center City, so sure. I don't know. I don't have a sense of how many of our listeners are going to be are over there, are going to be making the trip, that kind of thing. So, all right, let's see. How many people do you need to? I will say if, will you give me your number? How many people need to contact us and say, we would definitely be in for a Birds with Friends meetup on Friday, where if they hit that number, then we'll actually say ahead of time, here's where we're going, here's the time, all that. Where we would say ahead of time? I mean, we're like a week away from this. We're, li- we're exactly, we're not giving, Yeah. <laughs> we should give people, if they're making a trip to London and want to know what they're 15 doing. 15 people. Okay, I think that's good. So uh, tweet at us or email birdswithfriendspodcast at gmail.com. If we hit 15 before the trip, then we will say, all right, let's do it. Okay. And uh, if we don't, then, yeah, maybe we will just be somewhere on Friday and we can let people know and, like, you know, two, two people can come and hang out with us. From listener Chris, if Landry Shamit remains a reliable three-point shooter... Do you think the Sixers could trick LeBron into trading one of the Lakers' young guys for J.J. Redick? I'm thinking Josh Hart. Oh, nice question. Um, trick them? So, so what? He's thinking Shamit is... I mean, Shamit's not going to, like, replace Redick, but I, Shamit looks kind of like a... like He looks like he belongs out there. Yeah, more so than some other people. He's not... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I've actually been uh, pleasantly surprised through the first two games. I don't know why do you want to tra- why do we want to trade uh, JJ Redick here though? To get a good young player from the Lakers. Okay, I don't know what's like Hart. I don't know anything about. Josh yeah, like, Hart's pretty good. Okay. He's a member of uh, the Hart Foundation. My okay. team, my rookie sophomore team, seventh uh, round pick. Maybe Lakers could certainly. Use well, a maybe you, like maybe you send uh, maybe send JJ out west and uh, trade for Kyle Korver. Although, then, why wouldn't the Lakers just trade for Kyle Korver? Maybe LeBron doesn't like him from his Cleveland Good point. All right, last question. Over-under on uh, Carson Wentz trying to run someone over on the goal line this season is set at .5. You're taking the over-under. Over. I think that's an easy over. Like, I haven't seen him change really anything about his... I mean, right. Sometimes he can't make the play that he used to make, but right. he's not making a decision. Well, the question is, I, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, how often is that really going to happen, and would he just sort of dive for the pylon instead of trying to run them over? No, he's got a full season ahead of him. Okay, I agree with you. All right, let's do a little uh, a little quill of the tape in terms of just overall thoughts on uh, the, what okay. you know about the Panthers. All right, what do you want to start with? 
Let's start with their offense. Panthers off. We know they've got a little uh, little jitterbug back there. Like to get the ball to. Your boy's averaging what? 4.9? 4.7 yards per carry? He's averaging 4.9 yards per carry, yeah. up from 3.7 last year. Yeah. It's looked better. And I think he uh, is holding steady at zero tackle, missed tackles forced over his career. You know, see, I don't know how I feel about that because there's like LaShawn McCoy, as we've discussed, probably has very. Uh, that's few not an official stat. I just made that oh, up. Oh, okay. Um. He's looked good. You know, they have the, the very diverse... I don't run. know that he's looked good. They're just giving him the ball a lot. I don't know. 4.9 well, yards. I mean, I know yards per carry can yeah. be a little misleading, but uh, it's not nothing. That, you know what? I actually I did watch that whole game last week and think, wait a minute. I thought I was supposed to see an improved Christian McCaffrey, yeah. and I didn't see it. Granted, uh, Trust your eyes. Cam did miss him on a uh, touchdown towards the end. He was under pressure. I wouldn't pressure, say he's been still. missing him, Bob. Cam Newton very involved in the run game. Outside, Devin Funches is the big target who I've been talking up a bit this week. He made a couple of very nice contested catches. I think you like Devin Funches a little bit more than I don't you. know that I liked him. Like that was the I mean, I watched him last week and I thought, okay, that's somebody who could present them some problems. I, I actually I kind of like their uh, their group of weapons. I know it's not like the best. Well, the we NFL. know that DJ Moore is the official rookie wide receiver of Birds with Friends. Yeah, I'm still, by the way, he had a bad game last week. I'm all in on him yeah, still. Totally. I mean, I could see him like, I could see that being the, the Panthers angle this week that, you know, hometown kid bounces back mm. and rips the Eagles' hearts out. Nice. Uh, I, I do like DJ Moore. He, he brings the... Um, the speed factor, he's good with the ball in his hands. Greg Olson came back last week for them. And then Fun- Funches and McCaffrey. So it's not a bad group. He's still chilling on that seventh floor. He is. Uh, offensive line, not good. Not good. They've got uh, two backup tackles who have probably played better than anybody expected. I think that's right. I wrote the left guard, Van Roten. Hmm. Is that his name? Greg? My... Note last week was can be had. Mm, we love a can be had. We love a can be had. Uh, yeah, both tackles, I think. Greg Van Roten's career is going to be over soon enough that he'll be Greg Van Writing for the athletic. <laughs> or he'll be living in a Greg Van. Am I supposed to talk about uh, Those weren't good. I don't know. Okay. I don't blame you for for giving me nothing on those. Their their sack rate, you know, they're not giving up a ton of sacks. The Panthers, I think, obviously, a lot of that is they have this uh, right freak show quarterback who is very hard to. I'm not sure it's nice to call him a freak show, but that's a compliment. You, you just this is the first time you're hearing me say that. People love when I give them the freak show label. <laughs> Uh, so he's very hard to bring down, obviously. So that's uh, I feel like there's a terrible preview. You got anything else? Uh, yeah, let me dig up my notes here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I thought was ridiculous was sort of their... Decide, what happened to Riverboat Ron? I mean, they started that game last week and they... The Riverboat Ron was never a real thing. It, it was always it sort of in jest. Okay. That, like, he is this conservative guy who's being forced to go for it on fourth down at okay. the end of games. Well, they started the game out last week with five straight runs, and then they faced, like, a fourth and one from midfield, and they punted. Like, what kind of way yeah, is this to He's start not a, a real Riverboat Ron. And then with 121 left in the first half... They were, like, backed up, trailing. They run the ball twice. Yeah, he's, he's run the ball wrong. Yeah, so I, I did not like, uh, like that out of them. Uh, here's what I can tell you about the Panthers. I think just in general, as I said the other night, uh, the 
perception of them is that they're still this this very good defense and uh oh, the, defense the defense carries okay. the offense. The defense has not been very good. Twenty first in DVOA and twenty first against the pass, seventeenth against the run. Uh as you said, their running offense is good and that's that's helped mostly by the fact that Cam Newton runs the ball more than any other quarterback. But but the defense uh, can be had. And has been had. Has been throughout had much yeah. of the season. Has, has it, has not been great, that's for sure. Uh, up front, Kaywan Short. Their, Kiki. Their best defensive lineman. Mario Addison was making some plays during that game last week. I think mm. he's got, what, three and a half sacks? Uh, Julius Peppers. You know had, who you have to really worry about? Who's that? Wario Addison. Julius Peppers rushing from both left defensive Jill's end. Jill's smiling on that one. He's smiling. He's and right defensive it. end. So both both times. I mean, that's the question, right, with the Eagles offense is like, are Jason Peters and Lane Johnson going right. to get through the game? What are they going to look like? All that. So uh, that would be certainly a bit of a concern. I'll tell you who can be had is their safeties, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, Eric Reed is playing free safety for them. I think they used the old uh, sluggo seam on him. Last week, Washington to hit on a... You think there'll be a fight in this game between Eric Reid and Malcolm Jenkins? Was Jenkins asked about that yet this week? I don't think so. Okay. I know they were asked about... He was asked about Torrey Smith and had very nice things to say, of course. Everybody of course. seems what's to... Of course. What's not... Yeah, Torrey Smith like, did, Torrey felt Smith. like he didn't play last week, and then like the last possession, he caught like four balls. Did they do that classic five-yard out? First play of the game? Nobody had like a, it was some unorthodox, like he ran like a crosser and caught a touchdown. And then wow. I think he had their two point uh, conversion as well. You know, I like a little, did you, did you like Dante Jackson during the pre-draft process? I forget. He was not my favorite of those guys. Oh, okay. I liked him a little I liked, bit. He I was actually, a little feisty. I think if I remember correctly, Jair Alexander was my favorite. Okay. And then it went uh, Mike Hughes and then Dante Jackson. Okay. Uh, Jackson plays corner with James Bradbury. Those, you know, I think they're pretty good. They haven't given up many yards at all. I looked this up in, uh, against the slot. I think they're like the third best okay. in the NFL. Captain Munnerlin gets in there. Uh, Member Dante, of the full name All-Stars. Dante Jackson already has three, sentence, three interceptions. So that's good. I think their safeties are their biggest weakness, probably. And there's been some, uh, you know, the defensive line has not been maybe as good as it has been in previous years. Okay. I think that's a good rundown. Obviously, Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, the linebackers. Luke Keekley. Everybody loves Luke Keekley, huh? Yeah. What a guy. You know, I did a draft diary with him back in the day. Did you? Yeah. My Philly.com days. Directly with him, or was it through his agent? No, I called him every week. Oh, that's pretty good. He was at IMG. Yeah. In Florida. Uh, but he was just so football focused; it was tough to get like some color out of him. Mm. Nice enough guy, I think he was. Watching, guy loves ball. I tried to get some color out of him. I think he was watching Dexter at the time. Okay, you a Dexter man? No, I never watched it. Yeah, I watched a little bit at one point. Okay, but not a lot. I think Luke Keekley kind of makes me sad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I worry about his future. I do too. Hopefully, there's no more. Yeah. I mean, even if there are no more. Big hits. It yeah, still could worried. be bad, but hopefully there are no more. You know, one thing I did think about that game last week, it's like the, the defense just couldn't get off the field, I, I thought, in the second half. Like, the Washington's overall numbers were not that impressive, but, like, they put together four drives of 10-plus plays. I think there was, like, a 9, 10, and a 12 there. The Panthers only got the ball three times in the second half. So uh, you can string together these long drives, it would appear, against this Panthers defense. Okay. Worst preview of all time, Birds with Friends. I think we've, we've done worse. Okay. Okay. You've got a hard out, so let's get to uh, let's get to bird lines. The first one, 
Christian McCaffrey's yards per carry in this game. He's averaging 4.9, as we said. 3.7 last year. Eagles are allowing 4.1. Versus Eagles punts in this game. They are averaging 4.8 punts per game. I will take Christian McCaffrey yards per carry. It could be. I'll agree with that. It could be one or two. Maybe he breaks one and it inflates it, or it could be that the Eagles just don't punt a lot. Yeah. I will agree with that. Cam Newton runs in this game. Like rushing attempts? Rushing attempts. Okay. He's averaging seven and a half, but he also has games of eight, nine, 10, and 13. And last year he had 11 against the Eagles. Versus the time in PM when the postgame pod will be posted. Well, I think I've done. I've gotten the math down on the post-game pod. Yeah. I feel like I generally am leaving the stadium 10 hours after kickoff. So that would put it at about 11 o'clock. It's definitely gotten later. It has gotten later. <laughs> so that would put us at about 11. I think it used to be about 9. And, yeah. So I think the... We're dilly-dallying. I think the post-game pod will be a higher number than Cam Newton carries. Okay. I'm going to agree with that one, too. Okay. We're also in control of that one. Although, if it flips over to, no, I guess, no, if it flips over to an AM, then what does that mean? That means I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm not doing the pot. Okay. Uh, Corey Clement carries versus Carson Wentz completions to players other than whoever has the most catches. Oh, my God. So if, if Zach Ertz leads him in receptions, I understand. you get it? Usually, you know, he's completing about 26-ish per game. Do you have an average for what the leading receiver generally has? No, but... Like you six, know, maybe? Usually, maybe a little... Well, Zach Ertz has all these receptions. He's That's right now, true. He's got like eight or nine a game. Uh, I will take the completions to non-leading receivers. I'll, I'll take uh, the Corey Clement carries. Yeah, all right. You're going big on that one. You well, think this is the week, huh? That could be. Well, w- this was one thing I did want to talk about. You know, Doug was saying they did a little bit of self-scouting, looked at some of their tendencies. What are what are some things that you think they could do this week that mm. go against what some of their tendencies have been so far? Boy, that is a tough question. I don't know that I have a good answer to that. Do you, do you have something in mind? Well, one thing I've thought about is, is in the run game, you know, we have talked about how they are playing 12 personnel more than they did last year, but out of 12 personnel, they are ru- are passing the ball more than any other team in the league. So I wonder if oh, is maybe... is that true? I think, or it's at least okay. close to true. All right. So maybe like Percentage-wise? Yes. Okay. That's I think they're at like 60% pass. Okay. That's a good, a good nugget. So maybe they go 12 personnel and, and run a little bit more out of it? Mm, that doesn't excite me. It doesn't excite me either. I don't know. What, what do you want to say? Maybe they throw the ball to Shelton Gibson eight times? I don't know. I mean, why? don't break a tendency just to break a tendency. Yeah. It's something stupid. <laughs> I mean, you're only six games in. Like, well, that's fair. Teams shouldn't be drawing. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. Maybe they will do that, but I would think that Maybe would... Schwartz blitzes 60% of the time. <laughs> I would say, like, uh, I would say the opposite, actually. Don't blitz at all Follow this game. last week's game plan. Yeah. Like, against this offensive line, just, uh, yeah, you know, if you want to play a little... Uh, a little too deep more, whatever. Some of those other coverages they did where you get some safety help and take away the short, like any of that stuff, 
go ahead and do that and don't uh, you don't need to blitz a lot. Okay, I think that's fair. I think well, you think something about the Panthers riles Nigel Bradham up? Is he going to have like That'd his be fun. signature game of twenty eighteen? Yeah, he had that great game last it's been year. Been okay, right? It's been okay. Yeah, and that great piece on uh, the yes. Athletic by Ryan Sasaki. Check it out. The uh, ups and downs of the Eagles linebackers. So we haven't really even talked about that much. So I think it's it was a true. good it was a good idea by Ryan to, to take a look at those guys. Yeah. All right, snaps in this game by Halapulavati Vitae on offense. Another self scouting could be like, don't play that uh, nonsense coverage you played against the Titans. Yeah, that's probably one they should have found out by now. Coach already. Flynn hates that coverage, by the way. Yeah. I was glad to hear after we wrote that piece. He's yeah. like, ah. Oh. Two invert. Garbon, I don't know if he said Garbanzo B. I think he might have. Okay. Halapulavati Vitae snaps on offense versus snaps on defense by defensive backs other than the guys. So, so Dexter McDougal, Trey Sullivan, DeAndre Hall. Well, DeAndre Hall is zero. Right. So basically, non-Avante Maddox or okay. Douglas right. guys. And what's that going up against? Vitae snaps. snaps. Well, I am sort of leaning towards this uh, scenario. Where maybe, you think it's going to be McDougal, huh? I don't know. I water gun to my head. I think I would probably say that. You would not? Well, McDougal's have long histories of success with the Eagles. <laughs> this is true. So that would be, what, like 66% of how many offensive? Maybe like 40-ish. He'll play 40-ish snaps. So you're asking me if I think Peters is going to get through this game? Jeez. Just looking at the right side of that man's body with the braces. and It's like crazy. Um, I will say McDougal. I don't feel great about it. I'll take Vitae. I mean, I will say the defensive back. I'll go opposite. I'll go Vitae. All right. All right, two more. Eagles turnover margin in this game versus trick plays by either side. Oh, that would be a real sign of desperation breaking out a trick play here. There's no way the Panthers had the guts to do that on That's the road true. again, so it's really the Eagles. Trick plays, you know, could be a surprise onside kick, could be a double pass. The Capadia shallow, shallow punt. Now we're talking. I didn't get a chance to should have asked get to day about, yeah. It was such a huge crowd around him. Too much. Like, let me get my shallow punt question yeah, in here. Yeah. I was trying to get him after he walked away, but he took kind of this sir, circuitous. Circuitous. I had no idea how I was going to pronounce that, so thank you. helping you out. Uh, so I didn't get that in. All right, so trick plays against what? Turnovers? Turnover margin for the oh, Eagles. turnover margin for the Eagles. So if it's zero versus negative, then it's, it's the trick plays. Oh, okay. So if they lose the turnover margin. Right. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, the Panthers turned the ball over three times last week. That was really the reason they lost the game. It wasn't that they were getting uh, outplayed up and down the field, I didn't think. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've probably got some turnovers in them. I'll say the Eagles' turnover margin. Okay. I'll so take, I don't see a trick play in this game. Happening. I'll take trick plays, then. Ah, oh, exciting. Yeah, let's, that, way, that way we can root for a trick play. I, oh, we always we root, always for, a root trick for a trick play. play. All right, last one. Fletcher Cox sacks the rest of the season okay. versus interceptions the rest of the season by the Eagles' secondary. Well, according to you, Cox is going to like break down That's in week nine. That's the part of the question. Sacks the rest of the season. All right, he's got four so far. I think he's going to be a double-digit man. Mm, double-digit man. So let's say he gets like seven the rest of the way. I'm, I don't have a good um, 
do, do you have any Eagles, numbers for me on Eagles it, interceptions? They the secondary right now has three interceptions. Secondary has three. Do you know how many they had last year total? Yeah, give me one second. Okay. Everyone, go get a snack. Use the restroom. They had seven, ten, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen, nineteen. What? Wow! And they have three this year. That yeah. sounds like a good story to write. Well, Although it's just so, it's just so how... random, though. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? The Eagles didn't have any interceptions last year from non-secondary players. Mm. Well, we know. None you know of the that Haloti Nata has five interceptions in his career. Five. Five. Wow, that's incredible. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Have you at... watched all of them? No, I haven't yet. What do you think they are? Like, bats it? they got to be bats. It? But he's got, he had two seasons with two each. Okay. Wow, that's pretty good. All right, so they're, well, they're not getting 19 this year, that's for sure. That's for dang sure. But maybe some, maybe some nice positive regression for him. Yeah. I'll have them with... I don't know, what do you think, seven the rest of the way? I was going to say nine. Nine, okay. And what was the other part of this question? Fletcher Cox sacks, you had seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, Fletcher Cox is my brand today, so I got to stick with that. Okay. Okay. I'll go with the, I'll go with the secondary. All right. Okay. I'm betting on the Capote curse, which is just... That's smart. But sad. All right, let's close this out, shit, with the Crystal Bald Eagle. You want to go first? Sure. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be a. Uh, I think it's going to be a nice. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't have a good feel about this game at all. So I was going to say I think it's going to be, and then I realized I don't really have a strong opinion. So anything you could tell me, one team's going to win, other team's going to lose, blowout, close game, whatever. But three two, I, three two Eagles win. Three two Eagles. You win. You believe that? I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think the Eagles will be able to get after Cam Newton at the same time. He will make uh, some Cam Newton plays, some Cam Newton throws where you don't really screw anything up he just has this sort of level he can get to whether it's eluding the pass rush or making crazy throws into tight windows all those different things so i think he will uh bo just did his first down uh braxton miller by the way has been the that's right eagle scout team quarterback this week and someone asked him still wait on those quotes Oh, yeah. yeah. Shoot, I don't know if you're going to get those. Just do something else. <laughs> and someone asked him if he's been doing the Superman. Oh, that's funny. And he said no. So Cam Newton will make some plays. Uh, I don't fully trust. It would be funny if he was showing up to work dressed in like these Cam Newton outfits. <laughs> it would be great if they got full into character they went really the method. Yeah, yeah like that. that would be fun. Uh, you know, I still have my questions about the Eagles in coverage for sure, especially. That with- would be a great thing to do and Amazing. like to lighten up lighten up the week tell him to do it i think he's off in the scouts he was it for mariota i think that would be a lot of fun who's the really next, go method who's the next kind of uh blake bortles oh god <laughs> he'll probably refuse to be blake bortles give that to somebody else uh all right so that's, that's i think sudfeld difference. can be bortles the other side of the ball i think the eagles should be able to move the football uh, very effectively Against this defense, there'll be a nice little football nerdy uh, chess match between Jason Kelsey and Luke Keekley that Doug Peterson talked about. But, you know, I think the, the offensive line was more in sync last week. I think the Eagles have that going for him. So I think it goes back and forth. I think it'll be a fun game, a nice entertaining game, some nice juice to it. In the end, I think the Eagles will win this game. I've got them 27 24 with a chance to maybe win three in a row going into the bye weekend, uh, going a little bit of a run.
I also don't have a great feel for this game. But I think uh, the one thing that I do think is I think the Eagles are going to be able to, to score some points in this game. Uh, this will be our first real fall weather game. That sounds fun, right? A little, little crispness in the air. I like a crisp. Do you go jacket? Do you go hoodie? Do you go fleece? going to be a tough call for the fans in, in attendance. But for oh, the Eagles, you me they'll be wearing pads. Mm. And I think, uh, I think they're going to be able to, to run the ball in this game, as I said before. <laughs> I think they're going to be able to throw the ball. I think they're going to be able to move the ball. I think they're going to be able to score some points. <laughs> I thought that was going to be like a concussion, Uncle Rand, and yeah. then you just gave up. They're, they're going to wear some pads. That's it? Okay. The concussion Uncle is for training camp. He's done. Okay. He, he's in hibernation, he's as, he, as he does every year. He, he takes one too many hits to the head. The last day of training camp, he falls down on his back, and he, someone gives him smelling salts on the first day of training camp, and he pops back up ready to go. Uh, I think the Panthers are going to be able to move the ball too, but you know Christian McCaffrey is going to you know, not be that impressive. He's going to get like 28 touches and you know 120 total yards. Not that impressive, but they'll force feed him the ball. DJ Moore maybe bust a big play. Oh yeah. Points the, to the, the press Eagles box will. Afterwards. The Eagles will uh, scrape together enough of a semblance of a working secondary. Uh, to win this game. I think they win the game 31-24. There you go. You've got them covering. I do have them covering. All right. We will be back Sunday evening with a post-game pod following the Eagles game. And then we get to uh, London week next week. So all kinds of exciting stuff. Check out Shields' story on Fletcher Cox on theathletic.com slash Philly. If you're not yet a subscriber, theathletic.com slash WIP gets you 30% off and a free seven-day trial. Thank you for listening, and as always, we love you. friends.